It's week 15 and a whole lot of players decided to call it a year, but not me and Chris Meany. We're back and the pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStart, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we're breaking down week 15 in the NFL. We got a whole lot to get to, including a whole lot of new names that you need to know and understand because I'll tell you what, the Line Star app has got everything updated. We're updated. And a lot of guys decided, you know what? Uh, I'm too hurt to play the rest of the year. I'm out. I'm done. You got Ridley. You got Geis. You got Penny. You got Jeffrey. You got uh, Marvin Jones. Yeah. You got Mike Evans. Mike Evans. The list goes on and on and on. Chris Meany, I'm just glad you're here still. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm here with you. Uh, let's let's get through this together. This is the time of the year. I said this, I think, last week and the week before. I mean, there was last week was just a, a bloodbath in in for for season long and for you know some people in DFS. But you know, their season could be over. So hopefully, we bring in some new people to check out the Line Star app. It's phenomenal. This is this is really. I mean, you want to have the Line Star app handy all the time, but this is the time of the year where you can get a little bit nuts. You don't have to spend all of your money, whether you play on DraftKings or Fan. I know some people get caught up into that. If you're just new to DFS, you don't have to spend it all because there's a lot of value on the board this week with some of the injuries that you just talked about off the top of the show. So, I mean, this is, again, like I said, I'm just looking at the Line Star app right now, and there's just there's so much value here to be had. I love the the cornerback matchups that, you know, the green for positive, the red stay away. Um, and yellow Yes, I like when they use okay. colors and keep it simple. Hey, me too. Me, I'm not yeah, very col- smart. Yeah, same. I mean, they, they've laid it out beautiful. For yes, us. it helps us. It helps us stupid people play DFS much better. And let's start with the first game, the New England Patriots traveling to Cincinnati. They're on to Cincinnati, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, amidst all the controversy, boy, let me tell you, the Cincinnati Bengals could not be happy about this. seeing the Patriots. This week is not going to be good. I'm telling you, they're coming off a bad loss at home where they got robbed and another stupid non-controversy controversy, in my opinion. But... Here we are. We're back at it. You can't get too excited. Look, Edelman in the 7K range on both sides for cash. He's going to continue to put up crooked numbers. It's hard not to imagine getting 15 points in this game. Outside of that, I'm still not super excited. 5,400 for James White. I can still get behind. I still think he returns value there. Outside of that, man, I got no feel for this game. Auden Tate is out in this one. I don't think it pays off to get down to like the... Jacoby Myers, 3,300 price on DK or any of that nonsense. I mean, this is not a thrilling matchup for me from looking at Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will, you know, surprise me. But Chris, I don't know. I kind of look at this game and the one thing that's most appealing on this board is that defense of the New England Patriots, who's played not as well as they have. You know, I think since that Baltimore loss, they've kind of taken a little punch in the mouth here. But I feel like they kind of get back and get right against the Bengals this week. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, as a you're a Pats guy. You don't have a good feel. It's hard for me to get a good feel if you don't right. have uh, you're watching this team pretty closely. I think you're dead on with with both calls that you made. Uh, Julian Edelman, at least 10 targets in eight straight games. He's had at least double digit fantasy points in 11 of 13 games this season. He is the, one of the safest plays 
week in and week out. As much as this offense has just kind of lost its identity over the last few weeks, Edelman is the one constant. I mean, he's failed to reach 78 yards in one of his last six games. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, as you said, a lock-in for double-digit fantasy points. So I think if you're a cash game player, even if you're a tournament player, you could play him. The ceiling isn't as high as, as some other wideouts in around that price range. But I think if you're a cash game player, you just go ahead and lock him in. And and the team apply total for Cincy is one of the lowest on the boards. I think it's four, last I saw was like 14.75. I don't even know if they get to 10. I really don't know where this offense is going to come from, from Cincinnati. I know Joe Mixon's been a little bit better, but Tyler Boyd's going to get shut, absolutely shut down. No Auden Tate, as you, as you mentioned. So Stephon Gilmore on, on Tyler Boyd. And Boyd's just been, he's been taken out when he's the only guy, right? They, they haven't oh, had yeah. a it's not like a for Boyd. No, it's not. So I, I, I was going to ask you if this is like a smash get right spot by New England. They're it ticked off. Be. This by gate two, back-to-back losses. Well, one thing we've learned historically is every time there is a nonsense controversy, whether it be stupid footballs not being full of air to they should be, which, by the way, if you recall, in the second half of the game when they gave them the different footballs, they put up 33 points on the Indianapolis Colts in the second half of that game. Just want to remind everybody that like, it's also silly. It's all such nonsense. And it's all the narrative of them just trying. And you know what? They should have known better. Like whoever dropped the ball in the office of getting the right approval for the right things that they're supposed to do. They should know better because anytime there's a camera and the Patriots together, people are going to think the worst or make a big deal of it. So it's bad job, but yeah. It's a non-story, but you know what? Every time you poke the bear, what happens? You know, you I suspend know. Tom Brady, they win a Super Bowl. You do the spy gate thing, they win a Super Bowl. Can't they just learn to leave them alone? Like when you they're dead on the respirator, pull the yeah. plug, man. Instead, they don't. Instead, they like they put this other they thing. Keep in, poking. Like, they keep poking. They keep poking. Yeah, and that's what I mean. What I want to ask you is: is if the offense, this could be a get-right spot. The Bengals defense has been a lot better lately, but they haven't gone up against. I'll tell you what, Nikhil Harry team. is a tournament play that's super cheap that I can understand going after. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I think that's we about should... it. Like, I got no faith in uh, Jacoby Myers catching the football. He dropped a ton of balls in that game. Uh, just no. I mean, like you could take some shots there. It's White. It's Edelman. Yeah, maybe Nikhil Harry in a in a like I said because like he he's starting to show you a little bit. He's showing some moments there, you know, besides just the touchdown, but whereas Jacoby Myers gets open and just can't catch the football, and that's going to not endear you to Tom Brady. All right, what will endear you uh, to Jameis Winston is all of the points. That's right, all the yards, all the points. They're playing the Lions. The Lions stink. Uh, We're at that point in the season where everybody's just folding up the tents here. But without Mike Evans, that means Brashad Perryman is definitely in play. 4,500 on DK. That's a really nice price for him. 6,400 over on FanDuel. Uh, I could get behind that as well. Slay will be shadowing Godwin. I'm assuming that yes. that seems to be the smart thing to do, which means Perryman and OJ Howard, who's just 3,500 and somehow working his way back into consciousness. I don't like it on FanDuel, but I do like it on DraftKings at 35, where I can make the case for OJ Howard. And if you want to put Winston with him and, and Winston and Perryman, however you want to make that work, I'm good. I'm out on the Lions, except for Galladay. And it's Perryman is the guy that I like the most in this one. Yeah, I would agree with you there too, and and I think you nailed it when you mentioned Fanduel because he's sixty four hundred dollars on Fanduel. That's that's a bit much. You're getting into into the range of some some other guys that have maybe higher ceilings like DJ Moore. You want to sprinkle in Keenan Allen in tournaments. Uh, you want to spend down a little bit um, on a guy like AJ Brown or or DD Westbrook, Terry McLaurin. So it's it's a little too pricey for me over on Fanduel, but he's shown up over the past couple of weeks. Even with Mike Evans in the lineup, he's got eight catches, eleven targets. 
targets and over 140 yards over the last two weeks. And you want to dig a little bit deeper. I think Justin Watson is is interesting as well. Uh, eight targets, five grabs, 59 yards, and a touchdown last week. Hasn't done anything all year, but he really hasn't had an opportunity. He's going to get an opportunity this week. So he's the bare minimum on FanDuel. He's $4,500, and he's $3,700 on DraftKings. I feel like Watson actually will be pretty chalky. And for that reason alone, on DK, I will go Perriman. But on the other side, on FanDuel, I'll take the value with Watson that makes sense all right houston texans they don't know who they are i don't know who they are they're traveling to tennessee to play the titans who are playing good football right now uh i'm fine with watson hopkins as a pairing in cash i think that's a that's still a very solid one i don't love the cornerbacks of the tennessee titans but i think qt is in a really good spot here just 3400 on dk and i think when you have poor cornerback play and potential double teams with Hopkins. QT is a guy to keep an eye out for. Again, it's only a tournament play, but I think it's as long as he's healthy enough to play, a guy that you could consider in the tournaments. But on the other side, I absolutely still love my boy, Ryan Tannehill, 65 on DK, 76 on FanDuel. The price is going up a little bit, a couple hundred dollars, but it's not too bad. Uh, Derek Henry's price has gone up a lot on FanDuel. He's up to 94 already. He's a little banged up. He's getting a little priced out for me as much as I love Mr. Henry. But I do like Brown at 6K. Him and Tannehill is a fine pairing together. 62 on FanDuel. Certainly get behind that. But Tannehill, to me, even without a pairing, just running out Tannehill by himself, I'm fine with solo Tannehill as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think what we've been talking about with Jameis sometimes is play Jameis. Line star, by the way. Yeah, and he I was have. last week too. And he was last week too as a, as a value. I mean, he's got at least two touchdowns in seven straight games, three rushing touchdowns in his last five as well, and at least thirty-seven yards in the ground in three of those five. So that's a nice little bonus. And I have no problem as we, you know, I mentioned this before with just naked Jameis not having to decide which wide receiver to play between Evans and Godwin. And I think the same thing can apply here with Tannehill, even though AJ Brown has been his guy. I mean, we've seen a little Johnny Smith in there recently, but. Uh, I have no problem with Tannehill. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. It's actually the highest total on the board this week at 49.5. I really like – I feel like Tannehill could be chalky, and I like going the other way with Watson and Hopkins, but I agree with everything that you said, Joe. I think it's gotten to a point now where Derrick Henry, you just you just, you just, just fade him. And it he's been so – target on the board to now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of tough. 94 he's, stuff. It is so tough. Than, yeah. yeah getting pricey man all right this next one i don't know maybe this is the unpopular thing i don't know but i'm fading this game denver broncos the kansas city chiefs broncos defense has played pretty well last couple weeks it has the they're they're playing well behind the kid the kid's showing up the kids winning football games i'm not into drew lock as a fantasy asset yet i can't get there i'm sorry i know he's you know, he's 74. It's only $200 less than Ryan Tannehill, so you'd be nuts there. He's 5700 on DK. I kind of get that. Noah Fanta, 41, as long as he's healthy to play, I can get behind. But I don't know, Chris. I kind of collectively, even though Kansas City's defense has played better too, I kind of wonder if this game is underwhelming from a total standpoint. Yeah, it could be. It, it really could be. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Denver's defense and what they've been able to do, and they've hung around in a lot of games. I think they're actually a better team than their record suggests, and they could come second in that division after all, which would be pretty surprising to see them at least ahead of the Chargers and now you know, potentially ahead of the Raiders with, with their struggles recently. So I have been impressed with Drew Locke. I've watched his his last two games pretty closely. I was really impressed last week against, against the Texans, but this is a bit of a different environment in KC, so I'm not sure if if he'll be able to keep this game close. What's interesting about Mahomes is, is I think 
you know, when you look at the price, 71, and you just look at the game log, I mean, Joe, he's had three passing touchdowns in his last three games. One, one, and one. And two of those three, he's been held under 200 passing yards. 182 against the Chargers, 175 against Oakland. I mean, he's he hasn't been that good lately. Does that mean everybody's going to come completely off of him? If so, I may have to go one lineup with just Mahomes and Tyreek because Tyreek is the same sort of deal. He's as cheap as he's ever been. I mean, seventy five hundred dollars. Oh, I lied. In weeks in week six, he was he was like seven K. But this is pretty cheap for for Tyreek Hill, who two weeks ago he was eighty nine hundred dollars. So I think as a tournament, maybe contrarian, and I know that seems weird to say contrarian Hill and Mahomes. I don't think anybody is thinking about those two this week. I don't think they are either, but I, I don't I think there's a good reason. I don't think yeah. Mahomes is a hundred percent. I just feel like you know, this Denver defense has played pretty well. They played well in Buffalo. They played well, you know, they, they played well for a first half in Minnesota too, which is no small feat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I feel like, oh, absolutely. You know, they gave they that game of, away. They were up like 20 and a half. They gave that game away, but I think the offense did too, to a certain extent. So yeah. I don't know. It's I'm just telling you, you know, that defense is, is showing up there. Uh, Miami against the giants. Now Devonte Parker is on a hundred percent. So keep an eye on that. If he's out, I don't know, man. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 6,200. I, it's the Giants, so I think it's in play. I think you got to think about it. I really do because it's pretty cheap. Yeah. But I think there's some equally, you know, equal guys on that board. But you know, in terms of ROI, he's right up there because the Giants are just that bad. He'll find somebody. Maybe Alan Hearns at 4700 is the pivot there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it is a pivot. Uh, I'm I'm slightly interested in Isaiah Ford. He just kind of come out of nowhere the last week. Nine targets, six grabs, 92 yards. I wonder if you know if Parker. And Hearns are out. Um, I mean, the number one Ford is 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 that good? I know Janorius Jenkins hasn't been himself, but I think I would give him the benefit of the doubt against Isaiah Ford. So I would like to see Parker or Hearns on the field, but I think Ford is another one of those dart throws, just like Justin Watson. Again, at this time of the year, these guys just show up because of injuries. The teams are checked out. They want to get a good look at them. Miami's defense is awful. Even against the Giants, they'll probably give up some points. So $3,700 is... I think I'm pretty uh, interested in Isaiah Ford. And I guess if there is no Parker, no Hearns, because Parker, I mean, just reading now, he's going to remain in the concussion protocol at least through the end of the week. So he's kind of trending like he's going to be out. And I would be surprised if he too. played. Yeah. Hearns is banged so, up too. Ford, you know, yikes. maybe Gubecki, Laird. You know, Laird, Laird 45 I think is very interesting. PPR. Yeah, He's a good flex in the P- full point PPR. Laird's a good flex. Uh, yeah. On the Giants side, you got any love for any of these guys? It's Either hard to Sterling yeah. Shepard or a Slayton or somebody. Do we do we dare go with Barkley at seventy seven? I mean, he hasn't no, known us that no, big game, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> seven thousand dollars. This is he opened up week one at nine k nine two nine one. This is crazy for Barkley, but as I said I mean, last look, week, he hasn't I don't been think explosive. It's, uh, I'm, I'm doing the bit, but at the same time, like how many times are we going to fall into the trap of well, he's a value, he's a value, know, and maybe. Yeah. And maybe we should, maybe we should reconsider it and, and, you know, put the comedy aside for a moment and think about one lineup with Barkley. Everybody should have one. Barkley I think lineup. one, I think one makes sense. Yeah. One makes sense because it's the dolphins. Right. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what you look at. You say, all right, it's the dolphins. They're terrible against the run. Maybe just maybe, but I just don't think he's, I just don't think he's healthy. I just I don't think he's you. got that gear. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean the dolphins will still make him fancy relevant. The question, I guess the question is this. Can he put up 21 points for you? Do you think he can get there? Yeah, I think I think he could. He'd obviously need to get he score one a touchdown. Big yeah, a touchdown he, and one big play or two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you look at Miami. I mean, the Jets last week, that was just a field goal game. But before that, 
They allowed 31 to Philly. They allowed 41 to Cleveland. They allowed 37 to Buffalo. So they've given up some big plays. If, you know, for instance, Hearns and and Parker are out, is Miami going to be able to move the ball? Maybe there's some turnovers there. Maybe Barkley lucks into some decent field position. All of that, I think, is is in play. But you're dead on. I mean, he hasn't been explosive. He's not himself. I mean, he you have to go back to week one and week two when he didn't have that that ankle injury, right? The foot injury, he was, you know, turning out a hundred yards and a few grabs and I mean, 66 yards, 59 yards, one yard against the jets. Like none of that is appealing. I get it. But I think one lineup, if you're a big player. Yeah, I, I can understand that. All right, let's go to the Eagles at Redskins. Uh, no Darius guys. He's done. Uh, we're down to McLaurin as a flex, which I'm okay with. I, I think I can still get behind that. He seems to do enough. I hate everybody on the wide receiving core of the Eagles. I just, oh, of course. I don't, I don't know what to make of this. I feel like we, this is another thing where we keep running into brick walls where, yeah, you know, when should be good here, but it's always underwhelming. So where do you stand with this one? Maybe you've got a better gauge than me because you're an Eagles guy. I, I'm kind of lost here. It was, yeah, I think we all should be a little lost here because, um, and Nelson Aguilar doesn't look like he's going to play. Alshon Jeffrey is done for the season. Arthego Whiteside, apparently Doug Peterson says he's quote unquote fine, but even, even still all year, he's had opportunity in, in the, in the Eagles offense to at least get some looks and some targets. And I mean, he hasn't had more than two catches all season. So how can we even get excited about him? And then there's Greg Ward is nine targets last week, but only four grabs a couple weeks ago against Seattle is in the same situation. There's no Jeffrey, no Aguilar. I think Aguilar is limited in that game. He had seven targets, six grabs. And where's really the ceiling? I think at that point, I'd rather take the shot on Isaiah Ford and Justin Watson. So I, I, I honestly, the only two I'm interested in this game is Zach Ertz and Terry McLaurin. Uh, maybe, maybe Miles Sanders. But again, Boston Scott got in there and stole some goal line work from him. Boston had the, had, Scott. Had Boston touchdown. Scott. Yeah. It's come to this. Here we are. It's week 25 15. DK points from Boston Scott last Boston week. I mean, jeez. All right. Yeah, let's, go another, let's go to another one here. Let's go to the Seahawks. And uh, obviously with Rashad Penny now out, we've got some clarity here, which is actually just came right in time. Because for me, you know, when you look at Carolina and how you've just been, they've just been gashed by every running back in creation. I think you go right back to Chris Carson at 7,500. I think he's a great play this week against the Panthers. I feel like the Panthers have folded up the tents, and I'm kind of worried that McCaffrey's hit a wall because he's going to have a touchdown in a couple games here. I feel like everyone's just kind of slowly kind of shutting things down here for Carolina, and Ron Rivera got fired and all that stuff. I just feel like, I don't know. Hey, give me Carson. The rest of this game you can have. If you want to go at Wilson, okay. I got no problem with that. Uh, you 7K over on DK. You got to pay for it. 81. That's pretty expensive, but Wilson's been very solid all year, but Chris Carson, especially, I think Carson's a really good value. So that's the most intriguing piece on either side of this game for me. Of course, you know, I always have love for my guy, DJ Moore at 66 over on DK at 66 over on uh, FanDuel as well. Um, But excuse me, 69 over on FanDuel. But really for me, I'm going to pass on McCaffrey yet again, and I'm going to go in favor of, uh, of my boy, Chris Carson, who now has the backfield to himself again. Yeah, he's third in, in carries per game, 19. He's had at least 76 yards on the ground in eight of his last 10. No penny, as you alluded to. I mean, the Panthers ranked dead last in rush DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. They've coughed up the very most fantasy points to, to running backs. So, yeah, Carson is an absolute lock. He's going to be chalky, but it's good chalk. And I agree. On the other side, I still like DJ Moore. His price came down. I mean, that was his worst game in weeks. And, Joe, he still came away with 70 yards, 81 yards. So, He's been fine. Yeah, we've liked DJ Moore all year. I agree with you, McCaffrey, too. I mean, he's only got 
24 carries over the past couple of weeks. He's still involved through the air, but he hasn't been as efficient on the ground. And you're right. I mean, he's had so many touches this year and it's towards the end of the year. And, and the, this Panthers team is, you're right They're They're just completely checked out. Yeah. A hundred percent checked out there. I'm, I'm over it. It's done. And I think McCaffrey, I think it's kind of all caught up with him, which will be fascinating next year because people might look at it and say, man, the workload kind of caught up with him. Maybe just maybe it was too much and maybe they scale back, which fantasy owners aren't going to like. Maybe uh, Michael Thomas is the best guy. You could take number one overall anyway. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see what the Black Book says next year. All right, let's go to Bears at Packers. Good luck, okay? <laughs> I don't know. There's a couple games on this slate where I just throw my hands up. Like, I just want to light money on fire because I feel like that's where we're at with some of these. Trubisky coming off one of his better games. Um, I will always feel good about Allen Robinson, although if you notice on FanDuel, all of a sudden, he's 8K. 8? Allen Robinson, 8K? Uh, he's 6,800 on DK. Much, 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 much better value there than over on FanDuel. I'm not saying you can't play him. Just saying he's 8K. <laughs> I would avoid him at 8K, I think. On FanDuel, I agree. I think on yeah. DK, you play him. FanDuel, you don't. And that's it. That's all I want. What about Anthony Miller? Are you one of these guys that wants to take some shots with him this week? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think I'm with you. It's just when this game, you're, you're talking about just lighting money on fire. I, I, it's a total of 41. I expect it to be a struggle, I think, on both sides offensively. The Bears have kind of had their way with Aaron Rodgers over the past couple of years, uh, more so in Chicago. I know this game's at Lambeau, but I still have a little bit of respect for their defense. And there's just been so much inconsistency from Aaron Rodgers so far this season that I can't really get behind uh, him in the passing game. The same with Trubisky is just, yeah, he's coming off his best game of his career, but can he can he do that again? I mean, his best game of his career. Can he put two straight games like that together? I don't know. I'm not banking on that. I, I, I do like the price of Robinson at 68, and that's kind of the only only way I'll go. I mean, just look at the 30 targets over the last three games for Allen Robinson. Better play on DK anyways because the price, get the full point for the catch because a lot of it hasn't been over the top. It's been a few the short yardage throws is getting involved through screens and through slants. So I'm, I'm kind of evading, just avoiding this game altogether, Joe. I mean, Aaron Jones, if you want in tournaments, sure, he's just a tournament yeah. play, but there's just that, always that fear that it could be Jamal Williams. I'll tell you what, I will jump back in the Aaron Jones bandwagon here. Again, whenever they run the football at Aaron Jones, they win football games. Whenever they don't, they don't. Yeah, good call. Uh, at 73 over on DK, it's it's deceivingly good because he doesn't catch the football that much. But on FanDuel at 78, I think it's still within range where you can get involved in that. Uh, I don't. I mean, anybody at this point who's starting Aaron Rodgers, I have serious questions for you about the choices you've made in life. I don't I just can't get there. Uh, just he's not what he used to be, and that's okay. That's I mean, he's got to move on. All right, let's get to the four o'clocks here. And the first one is Vikings at Chargers. Now, this one I got some curious things about here. I got some questions. I got some answers. I got some ideas because I feel like when we're looking at this one, I feel like there's going to be points. I mean, it's hard to ignore what Eckler did last week. That was another incredible performance by him. And it just shows it doesn't have to touch the football a ton to be super relevant. Are you going back to Austin Eckler this week and just kind of riding this wave? Yeah, I, I don't mind it just because of his work in the passing game. You're right. He doesn't need a whole lot because he hasn't been getting a whole lot. It's only been one game where he's had double-digit carries with Delvin Cook or with um, Melvin Gordon, rather, in the lineup and active and playing. But even still, eight catches, four catches, four catches. I mean, 23 targets over his last three games. You can't ignore that. You cannot ignore that with Austin Eckler. So I don't mind that play at all. A little hesitant to play Delvin Cook. Um I don't know. I think he's just getting pretty expensive. I feel like he, in over the last three games, I know one, he left with an injury. But over the last three games, I mean, 15, 14, 16 DK points at $8,900, it's not going to cut it. 
it's not going to do it for me. So I'm, I'm more interested in a few other backs who are actually a little bit cheaper. So fading away from Cook. Plus, there's that look-ahead game against Green Bay next week. There's always the the thought that, you know, you paint the script potentially that Minnesota has their way with the Chargers. Maybe Rivers is old Rivers. He's throwing some picks, and maybe they lean on Madison a little bit in the second half of the game. That's possible. So out on Cook, interested in Eckler. And kind of interested in uh, maybe Keenan Allen at 63. I think he's mispriced. And, you know, just I was glad you said that because that's yeah? what I kept looking at. I nice. felt the same exact thing. The cornerback play has not been good here. Um, and I feel like Keenan Allen can actually have himself a day. I thought the 68 was okay. And on DraftKings, just 63. Yeah. Sign me up, man. Like, I just felt like that was, you're right. It's just something's wrong there in the pricing. Whenever something's wrong in the pricing like that, where you see a big divide, we always like to put that, you know, out there here on the show with whenever there's a huge divide of those things where you're like, all right, where, where are you at here? Where does it go? And uh, why is one guy on one side, uh, you know, this high and on the other side, he's really discounted. There, there's an anomaly. There's something there to look at and pay attention to. And I think you got to keep that in mind. Um, anything else in this game before we move on to the next one? No, not really. I don't have any interest in digs in, in Thielen. I know Thielen's going to come back, but I'm, I, I just, I'm just not feeling it. Maybe digs over. If I had to choose one of the two, it'd be digs, but there's better guys in that price range. All right. Well, it looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars are another team, too, that's kind of packed it in. They got their doors blown off last week, man. Now they're going to go travel on the road to play the Oakland Raiders. So they get travel cross country. The Raiders are banged up, too. It looks like Jacobs is going to play. But I don't know, Chris, do you feel confident about the DFS investment? Because I don't. Whenever guys are like, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm out there and I'm out of Washington, too, because I feel like there's there's no win there. You know, if Jacobs plays, it's such an enormous risk. I don't like it. No, I, I know it's and it's too bad because the matchup is decent, but uh, there's been conflicting reports on Josh Jacobs. And I mean, this is the last game at the black hole. I, I'm sure he wants to play. But I mean, let's look at the big picture here. I know Oakland probably feels like they have a chance, but they, they don't have a chance to make the playoffs after losing to the Titans last week. They're, they're done. So I think Washington does become interesting. Maybe you keep um, a flex spot open if you're if you're playing and that game's at four o'clock. I mean, last week we heard Josh Jacobs get announced inactive just an hour and a half or two hours before the the four o'clock game last week. And all of a sudden Washington became a decent flex play, but I don't really want to play that game with them. I'm trying to see what Raider I could get myself involved with. It's and I Waller. think it's just Waller. Yeah. It's, it's just, just Waller. Waller. That's it. Yeah. It's Waller at 55 on DK uh, on FanDuel. He's 62. Also a decent price considering the volume, considering you're losing Andrews and he's hurt anyway, kind of going into Thursday night's game. I, I think it's Waller. Actually, he's one of the better tight ends this yeah. week. I think the way things stack up and the way you're looking at it, I don't see too many other options that I'm just loving this week. So I would just kind of go down to the middle there with Waller. I think there's a good floor at the very least. And who knows, maybe you get more. What are you going to get out of the Browns at the Cardinals? The Cardinals look dreadful two weeks in a row, man. And another team too, where Kyler Murray's just starting to like come unraveled a little bit. I don't know if he's still dealing with the hamstring issue. It's tough to tell. Odell Beckham wants to play for another team. So take <laughs> me through it. You were good last week with Nick Chubb. That was a good call. Another solid game from him. But are you going to tempt fate with anybody else here with these Browns? Are you going to go, you know, I know the tight ends always suck. Uh, are always great, excuse me, against the, the yeah. Cardinals whose defense sucks against tight ends. So would you dare play in Joku and take a flyer on him? I don't think so. I think he's too expensive for, you know, $4,200 for a guy who, you know, this would be his second game since week two. He'll be a little bit more involved in the offense, but he had one catch for four yards. So I don't, I don't, I'm not really interested. I, I, again, 
it's just those couple tight ends. I think that I'm going to be all in on Waller and Ertz, so I don't think I'm going to play that game. But we, we've been pumping Jarvis Landry's tires all year. I think we still can. Double-digit fantasy points in six straight games, at least 76 yards or a TD in all of those games. Good matchup. Clearly, Baker's number one guy. Odell is is not 100%. Probably going to see some Patrick Peterson. So I do have some some interest in Jarvis. And I don't know. I get I get that Chubb's price is is pretty expensive, and he's not catching as many balls in the backfield with Kareem Hunt active but i mean he's had at least 106 yards and or he had 106 yards rather on the ground last week but just looking at the game log joe i mean at least 92 yards on the ground in four of his last five games five grabs over his last three again it's not the three to four catches he was getting every week early on when hunt wasn't there but at least 16 touches i think you can bank and i like 16 touches against this arizona defense so i think he becomes maybe a low-owned guy i don't know if a lot of people will play Chubb. I think they may rather just take the savings on Hunt or go elsewhere. So this is one of those games where I actually like, this is the first time in weeks, maybe even since Hunt's been back, where I almost kind of like Chubb more. Like, I feel like they're just going to be up in this game and they're just kind of going to run out clock. I actually feel like Chubb is the better investment. It's the first time in a very long time. Speaking of good investments, are we ready to get back in the Todd Gurley business? Because it looks like the Rams have gotten back in the Todd Gurley business. And I don't know if I'm ready to love again, Chris. I don't know oh, if I'm ready buddy. for all this. I've been trying to pull you over, man. Get uh, here. Like, do it. Let's do it. They've they've turned it over to Todd Gurley. I mean, he's had four good games this season, and two of them have come in the last two contests. He has 42 carries, 174 yards, and two scores over the last two games, looking like the Todd Gurley of old. And also on top of that, five catches for 54 yards uh, over that span as well. And at least three grabs. Uh, in three of his last four games. So he has been involved, interested, you know, I mean, that's not the right word, but last week, Cooper cup only played 55% of the snaps. And well, yeah, listening... they're going towards this, this Robert they're... Woods, Higby slash girly style. Offense yes, now they are blocking and a little it's bit. Working. Three. It is working. So why won't they continue to do that? I think Gurley is, I mean, six K Joe, six K for Todd Gurley. He's priced like, like he's struggled all season. He's he's trending up. <laughs> well, if the if there's <laughs> price fits, Chris Beanie. But I mean, look I at the last couple games. 21, 18, 21 points. I mean yeah. that's returning value at that. Look, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's a sound investment. Uh, do you like it in cash or do you like it in, in yeah, GPP? I, I, I would play him in cash too at six K. Wow. Yeah, My I God. Would. They've You're turned so it over. Man. Not me. <laughs> I get I get I get burned. That's it. I'm I'm out. It's very and it's difficult. funny because I wasn't in on him at the start of the season. I didn't play him. I didn't draft him anywhere. I was no, I was in concerned. in the beginning, and then we were both out in the in the middle. <laughs> we've and now never been on the, the same end. page here. And yeah, you're we, like, yeah, we've come full circle. Now you're in, and I'm out, right, and I just uh, so, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you can get both involved with both backs. I think this is actually right, a high score game. Here we go. Who's the better value on the week? Okay, is it Barkley or is it Todd Gurley? It's Gurley at six K. I agree. I will say that because I and I understand that, you know, better offense, too. That's what I say. I say the same thing. So give me girly. I'm I'm with you there in that comparison. So uh, with with Derrick Henry all the way priced up, I'm getting kind of I'm, I'm losing my running backs here. This is where I'm, I'm losing my guys. I think I have no choice. I have to be on team girly with you. I hate it. How about the Cowboys side of this game? What do you like there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Zeke on the other side there as well. I Again, I, it's, it's the second highest total on the board at 49. I think there's going to be some points scored here. I mean, Zeke is $7,800 or $1,700 more than Gurley, and they've been pretty much the same guys over the past couple weeks. I mean, there's been a little bit more efficiency with, with Zeke over the past four. 
Faden Cooper or uh, yeah, Amari Cooper, Faden him. I'm worried about Jalen Ramsey. Don't like that matchup, but I am intrigued with Michael Gallup at $5,700. Again, I just think there's going to be some points scored here. And on the, and Robert Woods and Gallup, uh, they're one of my two favorite wideouts, especially Woods. I mean, Woods has over 40 targets, 47 targets in his last four games. I know he finally got a touchdown. Finally. finally a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, Man, talk about it. God, what a what a! I don't know. I, you know what? Every time I think he's a disappointment, I remind myself Brandon Cooks is still there too. Yeah, and he just seems like he's phased out, Joe. I mean, two targets last week. Yeah, um, gotten to not a shouting match with with Sean McVay last week, but there was a play where he completely ran the wrong route, and 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 Goff. A lot of the announcer was looking at Goff and this, but McVay was not looking at Goff. He's looking at Cooks, and it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like there's. He's done. Well, maybe the head's not right, man. You know, I mean, awesome. give the guy a break. He's got a couple concussions this year. All right, here's here's the one. We've worked this entire show to get here, okay? But before we do, I want to remind everybody that you can get some free LineStar app premium upgrade. Yeah, how? How? Well, you try Superdraft, okay? Go to superdraft.io slash LineStar, and you get three months of LineStar premium for free for new customers when you deposit $10 to Superdraft. Again, that's superdraft.io slash LineStar. You get in there, you put 10 bucks in, and you get three months of premium line star goodness. And all you need to do is play in the multiplier contest, and you need a must play. So who's the must play multiplier for you this week, Chris Meany? Ooh, um, Chris Carson. You- yeah, okay. I like that one. Chris Carson, I, I, will, I support that message. I support yeah. that message. All right, so here we go. This is the one I've been looking for. This is the one I want in. And I'm not living off of last week. I just know what I know, which is nobody runs more of these quick slants than the San Francisco 49ers. And nobody is worse at trying to guard <laughs> anybody than the linebackers of the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been on that all year. You've been that on. These I've been on this for tackle. years, <laughs> plural years, okay? <laughs> and all I know is you can go Sanders, you can go Debo, you can go Garoppolo, you can go all three. You can add in Mostert if you want. You can go with a four-headed 49er monster, and I don't think it's going to be wrong. I just don't. The price is right. 66 for Sanders, just 58 for Debo, 61 for Garoppolo, 52 for Mostert. It's my favorite stack of the week is the 49ers against the Falcons. And over on the FanDuel side, Mostert's just 75. Look, he seems to have emerged as the guy. Uh, Debo is 65. Sanders is 69. Garoppolo is too expensive there. I would not use him on FanDuel. 84 is nuts. I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go to Garoppolo at 84. But on DK, I would and I will early and often. Uh, again, there's one of those disparities in price for, from site to site that you just, it makes no sense. So I guess the question is, is you with me, Chris Meany? Oh man. Oh baby. Let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love doing these shows with you and working with you over the past few years. <laughs> yeah. You pull me right in. You really do. And you we're usually on the same page and I, you just said it perfectly. Uh, and when you were talking about this, I was thinking in the back of my head, but will he go with Jimmy G on FanDuel? And you just said it. No, you can't. I don't no, think you, you can. can't. You can't it's spend just stupid. up. Because if Jimmy G is at 80, this is where people go wrong because they look at it and they go, okay, well, I'll just go. No, you can't just yeah. go blindly because it, it, Jimmy Garoppolo at 8,400 soaking up so much of that budget at quarterback right. where you can go all the way down for $1,000 less and go get yourself a Ryan Tannehill is going to be comparable. Why would you do that? That's right. stupid. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is stupid. I agree. There you go. I, uh, you know, I can't gonna have, better than that. <laughs> no, you can't. It's not going to have the, the same sort of feel as like a shootout, right? So I think, you know, as I, as much as I do like Sanders, uh, Jimmy G, you just, you don't want to spend up for that. But I, I like the most art call. I like him a little bit better on, on DK at $5,200. It's just, you look at San Fran, 
and you see at home 11 point favorites and you look at Atlanta and the struggles they've had to run the football. Julio Jones is not 100%. Calvin Ridley is not going to play in this game. So how are they really going to be able to move the football here? So I feel like you're right. They've turned it over to Mostart. It's not Tevin Coleman. It's Mostart and Breida, but no, Mostart has Mo- earned back to back 20 points. I mean, the guy, the guy just looks like the best back they have. And if you're rolling with the best, you just came out of a big victory. You don't, you don't stray away from that. You lean right, on you him into go, the second half. Yeah, that's what you do. You go get some. Go get yourself some. All right. Speaking of getting ourselves some, let's go after those touchdowns again and win some people some swag. So retweet or like this segment. And you just might win some free stuff, courtesy of the Line Star app, the absolute best tools in fantasy DFS in terms of football, NBA, MLB. We got it all, NHL. It's all here in the Line Star app. So give me your guys, who's your running back and your wide receiver to fall in the end zone this week. Let's see who's going to win the battle, me or Chris Meany. Chris, who's your running back who is a lock to score this week? All right, since I've been pumping his tires all show, I might as well put, you know, the money where the mouth is or... Something to that. I believe that's the expression. Oh my God, you did it. I was waiting for you to do it and you did it. Good for you. I'm doing it. I'm all in. 6K, 100%. Todd Gurley, he's going to have a monster game. Let's go. Todd Gurley is my back and I'll go chalky with my wide out, DeAndre Hopkins. All right, very nice. I'll tell you what, I'll go low end with my wide out. How about Brashad Perryman? How about that? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Jameis Winston can't stop himself. He's like a fat kid in the candy store. I love it. He's going to keep throwing yards throwing touchdowns and of course throwing interceptions because that's what Jameis Winston does, but he also throws TDs and that's the most important thing. And Brashad Perryman's going to catch some of those now, especially with Godwin getting all the attention. So that leads me to the running backs and this is tough, but I'm going to go right back to that Mostert. Well, that's right. To heck with the Falcons. Let's go. 49ers are rolling. Let's get on that Mostert bandwagon and let's ride that bad boy into the end zone. Who knows? Maybe even two. We'll see what happens. All right. That'll do it for me and Chris. You can follow us in the meantime on the Twitter machine at Joe Pizzapia 17 at Chris Meany, at LineStar app, and of course at LineStar NFL DFS. That'll do it for us. The pre-snap is over, so that means it's time to break the huddle, and it's time to sit down. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.